Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2845. What is motivation? You've probably been thinking about it all wrong. By Nir Ayal of nirandfar.com. I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick. This is where I share one article a day, usually, with permission from the authors to help both of us find more happiness, be more productive, and much more. So without further ado, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. What is motivation? You've probably been thinking about it all wrong by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. It took me five years to write my last book, which was a lot longer than it should have been. The problem wasn't that I didn't know what to do, I did. I just didn't do it. I wasn't motivated. My book, Indistractable, is about how to stop getting distracted. Ironically, the problem was that I kept getting distracted. That is, until I learned the key to finally doing what I set out to do. When I finally understood the biology behind why we do what we do, I didn't just write the book, I became more productive at work, started exercising and eating healthier, and spent more time with the people I love, all because I finally realized I'd been thinking about motivation all wrong. What is the biology of motivation? Like most people, I only had a vague understanding of what motivation really meant. I thought of it like the wind. It came and went, and if I were lucky enough to catch it in my sails, I could steer my ship toward my goals. The problem with this thinking is that if the wind isn't blowing, you're dead in the water. If we depend on feeling motivated to do what we don't feel like doing, we'll never accomplish hard to achieve goals. To understand what motivation is and how to harness it correctly, we have to understand our brains a bit better, starting with the very basics. Why do we have brains anyway? Plenty of life forms don't have brains and get along just fine. Biologists believe the reason creatures evolved brains was to facilitate motion. It's no coincidence that the word motivation stems from the same root as the word motion. A fascinating study on freshwater snails, I know, stick with me here, found the creatures could make complex decisions with only two brain cells, one for sensing the presence of food and one to tell the snail whether it's hungry or not. These two neurons determine for the snail whether it's worthwhile to move in the direction of a potential food source. If the hunger pangs are painful enough, the snail moves toward the food, albeit ever so slowly. More complex brains evolve to help animals escape what psychologists call an aversive stimulus, something that feels uncomfortable. Bears and birds leave the cold of winter by, respectively, hibernating in warm caves or flying south. 
When our brains register that discomfort, it spurs us to put on a coat. When it's too hot, discomfort triggers us to take it off again. This seesaw influencing our behavior is an example of homeostasis. It's the physiological and psychological process our bodies use to keep us level. The body's desire to maintain homeostasis governs all sorts of bodily functions, both conscious and unconscious. But when the body can't regulate itself, our brain spurs us to action. It makes us do something to fix the problem, just like the snail moving toward food when that one brain cell registers hunger pangs. If our brains determine we're missing something, whether it's food to nourish our bodies or friends to nourish our psyche, it creates the feeling of hunger or loneliness to make us feel bad enough to do something to meet that need. How does this help us answer the question of what is motivation? Motivation is the desire to escape discomfort. Evolutionarily, our brains are similar to snails' brains. They're more complex, sure, but the motivational drive is the same. When we are uncomfortable, we are motivated to restore homeostasis. Even wanting is its own form of discomfort, which means that what looks like a lack of motivation is often simply someone escaping discomfort in an unhealthy or unproductive way. Let's take, for example, a teenager who spends all their free time playing video games. Despite what their parents may say, it's not quite right to say they lack motivation. After all, it takes hours of focus and practice to emerge victorious from an epic battle. Rather, the teenager is motivated to play video games because in them, they find a way to escape boring schoolwork, social pressure, and nagging parents. It's a quick, easy relief from dealing with discomfort. And that's the other important thing to remember. Humans, like water, seek the path of least resistance. Feeling bad isn't bad. When we realize that every action we take is about a need for homeostasis, we can change our mindset and design our life accordingly. So what lessons can we draw to manage our own motivation? Well, first, we must realize that discomfort isn't necessarily a bad thing. Thinking that feeling bad is always bad is an unhelpful notion propagated by clueless self-help gurus and modern-day snake oil salesmen. Discomfort doesn't always need to be relieved. It can be leveraged like rocket fuel to propel us forward. Instead of looking for the easiest way to rid ourselves of pain, we can look within to understand what's driving our desire to escape the way we feel. What are we avoiding when we don't do the things we really want to do? For me, when I realized I was avoiding the hard work of writing my book, I finally saw that it was nothing more than my feelings standing in my way. I procrastinated instead of writing my book because it didn't feel like writing. But who said I needed to feel like writing? Well, my imposter syndrome did. I believe that if I were a real writer, writing would be an effortless habit and I'd always find my work easy and fun. My urge to give in to distraction was my brain's way of avoiding bad feelings like frustration and self-doubt. Once I realized that, I was able to let go of my ridiculous notions and start working, whether I felt like it or not. Second, after identifying the uncomfortable emotional states, we can prepare ourselves for what we will do the next time we experience those negative emotions. As I detail in Indistractable, we can use dozens of well-studied techniques to prepare ourselves for the inevitable urges that can lead to self-defeating behaviors. Practices like the 10-minute rule 
have been shown to be a highly effective way to master the internal triggers that lead us off track. And finally, we can rely less on our feelings and more on our routines. By deciding in advance how we want to spend our time according to our values and our schedule, we pave a clear path for our future actions. Instead of depending on motivation, we can do what we said we would by glancing at our calendar. Work on my book shifted into high gear when I finally learned about setting what psychologists call an implementation intention, the practice of planning out what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. A distractible person waits for motivation, then doesn't understand why they fail to accomplish their goals day after day after day. An indistractable person knows why they got distracted and takes steps today to avoid getting distracted by the same thing tomorrow. By finally understanding what motivation really is and what it is not, we can harness it when we have it and use other methods when it runs dry. You just listened to the post titled, What is Motivation? You've probably been thinking about it all wrong by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. Thank you to Nir. Motivation is the desire to escape discomfort. That's gonna be a quote that I put into the Optimal Living Daily Weekly newsletter. And by the way, if you're not on that yet, but want a weekly update from me with quotes, life tips, and more, you can enter your email address over at oldpodcast.com. But anyway, continuing on with discomfort, Nier said in this post that it's not a bad thing. And a recurring theme here on this show is how we need to do our best to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Maybe easier said than done, but it's important to keep in mind or think about more deeply. Is there a place in our lives where we keep seeking comfort, but it's really just holding us back? I'm sure we both could find something. And using the 10-minute rule that he mentioned can help. That's basically just saying that we'll only do this activity that we're procrastinating on for 10 minutes, that's it, no distractions. If we hate it or just struggle too much, at least it'll only be 10 minutes of pain. It's something to try and hope it helps. So with that, keep pushing forward. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.